0: All I can do is put my part out into the
1: world. It doesn't have to be perfect the first time. It doesn't have to be perfect ever, really. I mean, as long as you, you're enjoying doing it and you're trying your best, that can be good enough. Art is something that you can experience with your senses and that you just experience as, as so beautiful.
0: Hi, friends. Whether you are just getting started or you're a seasoned professional looking to up your game, I have an exciting opportunity for you Did you know that I am actually the creator of 10 different courses online that range from ballet, jazz, tap? They also include a mindset detox course and two stretch and tone courses. So, if you're looking to start a new hobby or get a little bit fitter, or you're looking to do a deep dive into your mindset and really perform a true detox, I have the course for you, and I would love to help you out with that. So if you go to elevateart.thinkific.com, you will see all of the different courses I've created. You don't have to step in a classroom to take your first dance class. I teach a signature 20 moves in 20 days course that allows you to learn 20 steps in just 20 days. It's a lot of fun. We have a great time together. And I think you're going to absolutely love the different courses and Artfully Told listeners get a little something from me. So if you go, you'll sign up and use the promo code Artfully Told, all one word. And when you do so, you'll get 15% off the purchase of any and all your favorite courses. All right, listeners, enjoy that. Again, it's elevateart.thinkific.com. See you there. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Artfully Told. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I am very excited to have as my guest today, Jesse Katz-Greenberg, who is a craft content creator, podcast co-host, and a DIY content director at Jump Rope, which all of those things sound super cool. So all together,
1: I'm just so thrilled that you're here, Jesse, and can't wait to chat art with you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lindsay. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. Of course.
0: Well, I would love if you wouldn't mind starting off by sharing a little bit about your background, sort of what got you into art and crafting and podcasting and all the things. I'm just
1: so excited to hear about you. (laughs) Sure. So it is, you know, quite the journey from art to sort of where I am now. So I'll kind of give, I'll try to give a brief rundown. i have always just been creative and obsessed with crafting and making I went to art school and fell in love with graphic design and typography there so that's what I ended up majoring in and after college worked as a graphic designer but I really missed you know being more hands-on with my art and making things with my hands now that everything I was doing was on the computer so That really set me off on this journey of just experimenting with my own craft, my own work and networking within the maker community. So I did, I started by doing just a lot of hand lettering illustrations. I really started doing hand drawn Facebook statuses like before Instagram was a thing I would, I would draw my Facebook status and post a picture of it to Facebook and sort of got into hand lettering illustration that way. So I had the opportunity to show some of my lettering in galleries and in cafes and through that sort of morphed into I had two handmade businesses selling handmade jewelry and selling stationery. I sold online on Etsy at local boutiques and craft fairs. I was lucky enough to have some fun opportunities through those businesses. My jewelry was made out of recycled materials, so I got some cool local magazine write-ups and actually had it featured on the Today Show for And this whole time, I was still working full-time as a graphic designer. That was always a constant, and I was just kind of finding all of these other creative outlets along the way. So eventually, I decided I needed to kind of run with these creative side businesses full-time. So I left a really secure graphic design job in order to freelance full-time so I could have more time to spend on my stationery business, specifically doing greeting cards and wedding stationery. And even through that, through running my own creative business, I was still outside of that looking for like this creative community. And that's when I started hosting craft nights with my friends, the art making part of my creative businesses was really fulfilling but the actual business side of it I realized I didn't love and I feel like that was a difficult realization to come to as an artist like this entrepreneur side of it is so tied to being an artist and I kind of realized that I didn't you know, love the business side of it as much. So, we ended up moving to New York City. I got a job as a packaging graphic designer at a textile company. And this whole time, the constant was always striving to find and be more dedicated in this creative maker community. So, I started teaching workshops, a lot of craft workshops, everything from hand lettering to floral monogram wall hangings to embroidery to glass etching. I was teaching sometimes three nights a week after work and on weekends, and that is really what I was loving was sharing my art with others. And that's how, so through all of this, through really just like pouring myself into this aspect of the creative community that I loved, that's how I ended up meeting Eliza Capitan, who is the creator and host of Craft Hangout. I guested on that podcast and then ended up joining as a co-host a few years ago. And through that, I met Jake, the CEO of Jump Rope, And, you know, a couple months after meeting him joined Jump Rope full time as their DIY content director. So sort of made this major shift from being a graphic designer to now joining a tech startup and being able to be sort of like their liaison from the tech side of the company to the DIY art craft content creators that are creating on the app. So it was a Long journey to end up where I am today, but it was one where I just kept sort of following my passions and following what I liked about crafting and art and landed at this job now that I totally love.
0: Oh, I love that. Well, first of all, I'm so glad you found something that just touches on all the things that you love and are passionate about. I think that just sounds like such a synergistic opportunity, essentially. So very like it was hand tailored for you.
1: Is <laughs> what it sounds like. Exactly. It was one of those things where I, I was like, I knew the full time job I was at wasn't for me anymore. But I didn't know what I wanted. And it was just like, just keep doing what you love and something has to show up. It just has to. And luckily it did.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's inspirational also in the sense of, you know, keep doing what you know you need to do. Keep doing what you're passionate about. And even if it's on the side for a while, you just never know where one opportunity will beget another opportunity if you're just open. So how oh, cool.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I've, this whole time I've just loved especially when I was teaching workshops, I loved connecting with artists like who are on all different levels of their artistic journey. And then now at Jump Rope, like that's what I get to do even more so since we're, you know, an an app specifically for creators sharing their skills and creating content. So it's, it's been really great.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, and I, I was just so struck by, you know, you know, looking back, it might seem like, oh, of course, this thing led to this thing led to this thing. But of course, when you're in it, you you don't necessarily see how it's all going to eventually get woven together. But I, I really loved how you were talking about, you know, you got to be this guest on this podcast and then a couple of years or a, couple, a little while after that, then you got to, you know, have this opportunity to be co-host and how that meant something else. And it's just such like the perfect example of things coming together because you didn't stop creating. You just created and you've allowed your creativity to kind of evolve.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And just sort of followed like what I I feel like I spent a lot of time at the beginning, especially when I was starting my businesses, spending a lot of time at the beginning, like thinking about, okay, this is what my mission is and this is what I want to do with it and like doing all of this planning before things happened. And then I got into this phase letting things happen organically and that's when you know that ended up being a better process for me I know for some people planning is what gets them to where they need to be but for me just sort of being in this organic process was what worked better for sure yeah that sounds perfect
0: well okay so definitely some things really popped out at me of your story and one of the biggest things I was like oh my gosh you were on the today show
1: how cool of an opportunity tell me about that (laughs) So I know, and it was so long ago that I almost like, I almost never bring that part up. But it's like, I feel like it's just a fun highlight in this journey. And the thing is, like, I personally was not on it, just my jewelry was and it was part of this Earth Week celebration. And I made jewelry out of mostly recycled plastics, like recycled gift cards and credit cards, and also like disassembling and reassembling some vintage jewelry and things like that. So it ended up being featured on the Today Show as part of this Earth Week thing where they featured, I think, 10 other artists creating creating art out of repurposed materials. So it was really cool to be in that collection of artists, for sure.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Well, definitely congrats on that. And I'm just curious, are you still doing any of those kinds of things on the side as well? Or do you find that your time is so, <laughs> you've got a lot going on. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I realized along the way that creating physical products and selling them was not, like I had it in my head that's like, that's what you do as an artist. You create these physical items and you sell them. And I realized that's not what was super fulfilling to me. So I stopped doing that when I started teaching, because that's when I sort of realized that like teaching was what I enjoyed more. Like having someone come from their job that they didn't see as creative and then have them come after work to my class and say, oh, I'm not going to make anything very creative because I just work in Excel spreadsheets all day. And then having them leave two hours later, having felt fulfilled and creative, that is where I was, you know, feeling more passionate about art and crafting. So I sort of switched from selling products to fostering creativity in others. And that's what I do with my own content creation. Now, I still teach workshops and I share my own content on Instagram and TikTok and all of that and share a lot of craft tutorials. And so that's what I'm doing now is really fostering that creativity in others. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I
0: think that's so cool, too. I mean, you you discovered that teaching is what you really loved. And like like you said, sort of inspiring other people to, to embrace their creativity or to feel like it's it's okay not just okay like it's it's good I'm wondering if there are any moments when you've been teaching that really stand out as oh my goodness I got to witness that that was such a cool moment or something like that
1: yeah oh there are a few good ones so really that one like that's an actual story of a woman came to my class and was like my thing is not going to look good. I just work in Excel all day. And that was like her disclaimer of like, she can't be creative because she works with spreadsheets. And so to have her at the end of the class feel like, oh my God, look at this thing I made like that as her instructor felt really awesome. Some other fun moments from classes. I had someone, I was teaching a three week lettering workshop and I had someone at the end of the workshop, we kind of like worked we start with very beginner skills and then we work towards creating this like final lettering piece and she created her final piece and then during the third class when she was finishing it she sort of photographed it posted it on her social media and sold it while we were sitting there in class like sold her original artwork and i was like well that's incredible that you just did that wow i was like we right it was amazing that she went from you know beginner hand letterer to now I mean she could call herself a professional letterer she just sold lettering artwork wow what else <laughs> I think yeah it's just moments like that 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 stand out and then obviously the moment just because it sort of set off this whole creative journey was getting to network with people like Eliza from Craft Hangout and you know getting other opportunities outside of workshops as well was you know ended up being great
0: yeah absolutely absolutely Well, you had also mentioned, I think, previous to starting to teach in a more structured way that you had hosted craft nights, which just sounds like exactly my cup of tea. So I'm curious
1: as to what those used to look like. Yeah. So I'll be real honest. For a while, they were just sort of a facade for having, like, girls' nights and watching The Bachelor. Like, we we (laughs) got a bunch of cheese turned on The Bachelor and we brought craft projects and I'd say like 50% of the time we crafted and 50% of the time we didn't. But it was just a good time to like get together with people and make something, see what everyone else was making. Sometimes one of us would bring something and like teach the others how to do it or, you know, teach a new embroidery stitch or we would do craft supply swaps and, you know, swap stuff that we had, get rid of our yarn stash and trade with each other. So it was just a good time to foster this creativity, like within our own group of friends and learn from each other. And I, there's something so unique about crafting with people, like whether they're your friends in a, in an environment like that, or whether it's, in a workshop where I don't necessarily know the students, but we're all crafting together. Or even if it's sharing a tutorial online and having people respond to it, where people are just so open while they're being creative. So in those times crafting with friends, it was just a great time to like get into deeper conversation with each other because you kind of just go there when you're meditating, like meditatively crafting, you just kind of get into these more open spaces. So it was nice to kind of foster deeper friendships with people that way too yeah of course and
0: I was chuckling when you were talking about it being sort of a facade for girls nights but I feel like that's the case with other things too like book club I mean let's be real that's it's a fun thing I love it but I mean the, the, the food and drinks don't hurt anything <laughs>
1: Exactly. Like, it was like, people won't make fun of us for wanting to watch The Bachelor every week if we just say it's a craft night.
0: <laughs> there you go. I love it. I love it. Well, like you said, how, how cool, because it fostered conversations that, you know, it's not like you might never have had, but to be able to have them on a more regular basis and keep up with each other's lives, I mean, that's that's pretty special to get to do that. So, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I just think, I mean, I'm always amazed how crafting does that to, like I said, even perfect strangers. Like I've had, I was teaching a class once and one of my students told our class that she was pregnant before she had told like half of her family. And it's just because you're in this like mode and you feel close to people and it's, it just happens. And I just think that's a beautiful thing about making art and crafting with people.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. I can relate to that a little bit. I was uh, teaching dance classes, and when I got engaged, it was... It was like, it was so exciting. I was, I was just thrilled. It was over the moon, of course. And so, so the next day when I was teaching the students, it finally, like, I just, I couldn't help it, right? I had told, I had told my family by then, but I hadn't, we hadn't like officially announced it. And I was just like, guys, <laughs> like, you just can't contain it, you know, and that yeah. worst, <laughs> small class environment and stuff. It was, yeah, it was really special. They were, they just, awesome. <laughs> they were happy for me but they were cracking up because you know I was just over the top oh goodness well that is that sounds lovely so do you still do craft nights at all or is it kind of a thing that maybe eventually you can resurrect after all this crazy goes away
1: (laughs) yeah we've done some virtual craft nights I so since I it was several years ago when I started doing them with that group of friends and I Since then, moved to New York City. I was not living far outside the city before. I was living like you know maybe a half hour, forty five minutes outside the city. But it's very different when you move into New York and then you don't have a car and you can't get out there all the time. So, and also just with then turning to teaching crafts and like basically professionally having craft nights I didn't have as much time to do these other craft nights but over the last year we have resurrected them with some zoom craft nights we did let's see I think we all forced our husbands to do a to do like a paint night together and like Bob Ross painting paint along and so we've been doing some some stuff like that but not as not weekly like we used to Sure.
0: Yeah. Well, that's still fun. I'm glad you get to to keep up on it a little bit. Well, yeah. Yeah, I know I know this question is going to probably on some level be a little bit impossible to answer, but I'm just curious, do you have a favorite craft? Like something that you just gravitate towards if you're just like I just need some art right now.
1: Yeah. It really changes a lot. It goes back and forth between a couple specific things. So one is definitely hand lettering just because I I still love typography as much as I did when I studied it in school for graphic design. I just didn't like being stuck on the computer all the time. So hand lettering is definitely one of those things. And when I like to be a little bit more free and less planned, it's usually embroidery or any type of upcycling. So like You know, turning cardboard into something or repurposing something around the apartment, anything like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Well, obviously, you know, you've, like we talked about at the beginning, you've kind of really allowed opportunities into your life and not shut them down as like, well, I had one vision and that's not the vision. So I'm not going for it. And I think that there's that that's such a great skill to have or mindset to have. And so I'm kind of curious, do you have, advice for somebody who might be interested in starting on the path to crafting or to be an artist but is maybe a little hesitant or nervous or anything like that
1: yeah I and I feel like this is the advice everyone gives but I like honestly just start like don't think that you have to do all of this planning ahead of time Just start. And this is even the same advice like I give at work at Jump Rope to creators who are nervous about starting video. It's the same thing. It's just start creating video content because the thing is, you are not going to find out what you love and what fits your skill set and what you need. Like, you're not going to find this out until you just start making. So, the advice is just start and kind of learn from your own process learn what is fulfilling you, learn the aspects that aren't, and then kind of develop from there. Sure. Yeah. I really like that. And yes,
0: you're completely right. I think just diving in, just just doing something. I think even if you just start by writing a sentence if you want to be an author or <laughs> yes. you know, yeah. paint one little bird or something if you want to be a fine artist. You know, it's just it's it's being courageous enough to to take that first step, which is exactly challenging. I mean, I, yeah, but who knows where those adventures will lead you?
1: <laughs> exactly. And especially now, I feel like it's so challenging to take those first steps because everybody has this idea that things have to be perfect. And like, honestly, because of social media, people think that, especially for visual art, if they're going to create something, it has to be perfect so they can post it and it looks You know, great next to all of these other professional artists and crafters posting stuff on social media. And the reality is your first one is not going to be perfect. So once you just take away that fear of the first time not being perfect, then everything can flow a little bit easier. For sure. Yeah, that makes complete sense.
0: And giving yourself grace to no beginner is perfect (laughs) on day one. I mean, And, and even as you, you know, you journey through being an artist and becoming better and better there are still ebbs and flows i mean there are some days you're like wow i have zero inspiration and apparently can't draw or whatever you know whatever it is <laughs> and that's exactly. never the truth it's just ebbs and flows in the growth process so
1: yeah. exactly yeah
0: oh i love that well tell me a little bit more if you don't mind about this dream job that you have that sounds super cool and obviously you're helping creatives and I'm very curious because I know, you know, some of our listeners are crafters and creatives and would be interested potentially in what you all have
1: to offer. Yeah, awesome. So Jump Rope is an app. It's a platform to learn how to do anything. So we make it super easy for creators to share helpful DIYs, art tutorials, even music lessons, recipes, fitness routines, whatever it is you like to create. You can share your skills on jump rope so you're creating these step-by-step videos they live on the jump rope platform once you publish them it's a public platform and it's a free app and then you can also download those videos to share them across all of your other platforms so the app automatically formats say a horizontal version that you can put on your YouTube channel and a vertical version you can put on IGTV and a sped up vertical version you can use on TikTok and several versions you can use on Pinterest to drive traffic to your Etsy shop or your blog or whatever it is. So we really try and make it super easy for creators to create video content, even if you've never done it before, and then share it to all of the platforms, all the places you have to be.
0: Well, that sounds amazing. What a great resource. Awesome. Well, yeah, if if anyone wants to kind of check more into that, do you have a good way for them to do that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Jump Rope is available in the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. So we're available on iPhone and Android. And we can also, once you Actually, you can also just visit jumprope.com and view the content there as well to kind of get a feel of it. And then if you are getting started in the app, if you're downloading the app now while you're listening and want some tutorials to get started, you'll see there's a jump rope tips section in the app. And we've created a ton of tutorials to help you get started, share your content. We give you best practices, mistakes to avoid, all of that stuff that you need to know to get started on a new platform. Oh, that's Perfect. Yeah, especially if, if
0: the content creator isn't particularly necessarily comfortable with video just yet or that kind of thing. That's That's very helpful. I'm glad you guys do that. Well... Exactly.
1: And we actually, like, we know that video is such a barrier for people. So the way that you create on Jump Rope, it's actually, it's sort of more similar, honestly, to creating an Instagram story than it is to creating a long form video. It The platform is all this step by step content that you can tap through at your own pace. So you're creating like one card at a time in your tutorial instead of creating this long-form video. So even if you're brand new to video, you can actually just put in like process photos of your art process or your craft process and create jump rope content just from photos to get started even.
0: Ooh, even better. Very cool. Well, yeah, definitely I would encourage anyone who's interested in taking advantage of an incredible platform to go and check out Jump Rope and see if it might be a good fit for you because that sounds exactly like a fantastic way to grow your business and your following. So I definitely encourage anyone who's interested to definitely do that.
1: Um, Yeah. And even I do want to say too, like as artists, because this is something that I feel like soup, you know, encouraged by as a creator myself and working on this side of jump rope, like seeing the type of content that succeeds on this platform just makes me so happy because it does not matter if you have an existing large audience, which I know for people trying to get started, like for for crafters, especially in artists and content creators trying to get started on Instagram or TikTok, there's all of this pressure on what size your following is. And since Jump Rope is a newer platform, it is not about the size of your following. It is not about the size of your audience. It's really about if your content is valuable. So is your content helpful? Is it detailed so people can follow along? Are you teaching something interesting? Like that's the content that's going to really succeed on Jump Rope, whether or not, you have a following anywhere else so it's really encouraging for me to see creators from all different status like all different stages in their career sort of succeed on jump rope just because their content is just playing good oh i love
0: that yeah no that is fantastic and oh very cool yeah i'm, I'm excited to go check it out myself as well so awesome yeah. <laughs> Well, and yeah, and so you also co-host this podcast. So yeah, tell us a little bit maybe more about the podcast
1: and and what y'all... Yeah, so Craft Hangout is, we call it an inspiration destination podcast. So it actually, you know, fits, I think, <laughs> seamlessly right in with the style of podcast that you have, Lindsay. We at craft hangout we are three co-hosts so eliza is the creator and host and then myself and lilu thatcher are the co-hosts and we interview a different guest or guests each week and really try and tell their story and you know narrow it down to some really interesting takeaways for our audience as well so if you are a professional crafter blogger craft hobbyist entrepreneur there will be some sort of takeaways for you from from each episode.
0: Oh, very cool. Yeah. That sounds incredible. Yeah, and then and how can we listen to that? Is it sort of available everywhere
1: podcasts are? Yes, it is. We are also we also release through Podbean, and you know, you can find us at just crafthangout.com or we're available wherever you get your podcasts. Perfect.
0: Awesome. Well, this has been very inspirational. I just loved hearing all your stories. And and I'm just always so interested in how opportunities can create other opportunities when you're open. And so I, th- I just think your your life story so far has been such a perfect example of that and your openness and your willingness to, to explore so many different styles of creativity even. So awesome. Thank you for that. I, that was great. And I have three questions that I always like to ask my guests if you're okay with that. I'm ready for it. Okay. So first of all, how do you personally define art or what is art to you?
1: So my answer is very simple and I just feel art is creative expression. And I want to be really clear in saying that it can be any creative expression. Crafting is art. Obviously, as you know, like dancing, performance is art. Whether you are creating art in your bedroom or a professional studio, if this art ends up in the trash or hangs in a gallery, it's your creative expression and it's art. I love that. I love that. Okay.
0: And then what do you think is the most important role of an artist? This one is
1: hard. I think that it's just to share your perspective, whatever it is. And and again, I mean, you'll this might be very obvious from the way I've answer, I'm answering these questions, but I just feel like you know, art is for everyone. So I just think the most important role is to share your perspective and if that perspective is you know, something deep that people have to think about or if you're making an important political commentary or you're just you know, making things because it's cute, and your perspective is you want to cheer people up and make them happy, and that's the point of it, then all of that is valid. So I think it's just sharing your perspective, whatever that is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and then my final question, and then I'll define my terms a little bit, but do you think that art should be inclusive or exclusive? And by that, I mean, With inclusive an artist putting their work out into the world and providing some context behind it, whether it's a title or show notes or the inspiration, basically just having a little bit of background for the viewer versus exclusive referring to an artist who puts their work out there, but doesn't provide the context. So it's left entirely up to the viewer to decide what they will.
1: I definitely feel like there are there is a place for both as a consumer of art, there are times when I enjoy both of these. And obviously, like having having gone to art school, I totally appreciate the exclusive type of art, like, if we're talking about it in these terms. But I personally lean more t- towards inclusive. I especially, I think that maybe that just comes to from like me being so drawn to crafts and handicrafts and like folk art type of work is it's just so tied to the story behind it that i i like having that context and even like if i'm thinking about you know crafty artsy content creators that i follow or that we have creating on jump rope like i like when they share a little bit of a personal story about something whether it's why they created this piece of art or They're creating it to celebrate a season or entertain their kids or simplify something where they're an expert so it's more accessible for beginners. Like, I just like hearing the story behind it. So I think I lean a little bit more towards inclusive in this sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That makes complete sense. And, and especially because of the way you were talking about how much you found that you enjoy sharing. Now, teaching, I would say is a little bit different, but it's still, that's sort of your nature, it sounds like, is to, to share and provide, you know, (laughs) some background. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Well, okay, great. And I know how we can get in touch with the podcast or kind of follow the podcast and the app. Is there any other way that we can get in contact with you if we want to learn more, just want to follow your journey? Is there a way for us to do that?
1: Yeah, so I share all of my work on on Jump Rope, obviously, and on Instagram and some on TikTok, and my username across all of these platforms is Jesse Katz Greenberg, all one word.
0: Perfect. Awesome. And I'll definitely be posting links to that too, so that if you're curious, you can just go to the show notes and easily click on all of that. Well, awesome, yeah. Thank you so much for being here today, Jesse. I really appreciate you. I love your stories and I really appreciate how inspiring you are and how much you inspire others to be creative and encourage that. And you know, even if it's just starting on the smallest little step, you know, you're right there supporting that. So that's special. And what you bring to the world adds a lot of value and beauty. So thank you. And thanks for being here.
1: Thank you so much. This was awesome. I loved getting a chance to talk to you and kind of dig deeper in those into those questions of what art is. And it was just really a great time. So thank you so much, Lindsay. Of course. And thank you also so much to everyone who's listened to this episode.
0: And if you're feeling as inspired as I am right now, I would love if you would share this with a friend or two. And we will catch you next time. If you have a story to share with us, we would love that so much. And I hope your day has been artfully told. Hi friends! I wanted to share with you another podcast that I think you're going to fall in love with just as I have. It's called Harlem with a View, and it is hosted by Harlem Lennox, who was a previous guest of mine on Artfully Told and a dear friend. Just because it looks easy doesn't mean it is. There is so much that goes into the work of a creative. She wants to know how the artists got into their line of work, what inspires them, but most importantly, what keeps them going. She asks them about how they make it through the blood, sweat, and tears. She wants to know what it's like to live this creative life, the good, the bad, the ugly, and even the magical. So she goes behind the scenes with creatives from different genres, and she explores their history, their take on life, and talks about the business of art and the dedication of making art. She has a brilliant, brilliant platform. I think you will fall in love. I highly recommend that you search for Harlem with a view. Thanks.